Hello, I'm Dr. Rodney Barlow, and I want to share with you today, don't give up hope. You may be facing a situation in your body, a health challenge, or situation in your marriage or your family or in your finances, and you feel like you, you're losing the battle. But I want to encourage you today, don't give up hope. You see, hopeless is the motion that caused one to feel there's no way out of your situation. Hopelessness says to the person, it's not going to get any better. Hopelessness gave you the suggestion to just stop trying and call a quiz on everything and everyone. But I have good news for you. There are people in the Bible who experienced the emotion of hopelessness but became overcomers of this emotion. And they and they got the victory. And I want you to know, I see you overcoming and getting your victory. The Bible talks about it in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, faith is the substance or underlying reality. It is the basis. Faith is the only solid basis for hope. You say, well, what is hope? Hope can be defined as the earnest expectation, anticipation of something good. You see, faith is the substance of things hope for, or faith is the substance of things you earnestly expect. You anticipating something good to come out of your situation. Since faith is the substance of things hope for, well, what things should we be hoping for? We should hope for the things that God has given us and promised us in the word of God. You see, hope is a target of our faith. Hope is the goal setter. You see, our faith need a target or a goal. Faith need hope. Without hope, your faith will be useless. My faith can only produce what I expect. And hope, again, is that earnest expectation. It's like that next outstretched sticking out because you're expecting something to change for the positive, for the better in your life. You're anticipating something good. The Bible talks about in Romans chapter 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesses man unto salvation. You see, faith originates from the heart, not from the head. That's why it's so important, as the proverbial writer says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issue of life. See, everything that determines the course of our life comes from our heart. See, faith that is at work in my heart produces hope. In my mind. Did you get that? Faith that I work in my heart. Produce hope in my mind. You see the Bible mentioned in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And as a helmet the hope of salvation. You see the breastplate protects the heart. And hope protects the mind. And see, because hope is the earnest expectation of something good, and the hope protects our mind, so we should keep the helmet of hope on 24 hours. In other words, we should never take that helmet off. See, when, and we can tell when we know when the helmet is off, that is the times when we begin to dwell on negative thoughts. That's the time we begin to dwell on negativity. Then your mind becomes vulnerable to all kinds of lies of the enemy. You say, but then you got to hold on to the scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. You see, the Christian 
The Christian optimism is not unrealistic or wishful thinking. It is based on God's word. And that scripture that says in Romans 8.28, And we know that all things work together for the good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So the question is, if God is working all things together for our good, and we know he is, what room is left for anything but to be optimistic based on the promise that God has given us? So, how do I apply the scripture to my life? Or how do I meet the condition? Because if you're like me, you want all things work together for your good. Well, let's look at the scripture again. And we know all things work together for good to those who love God. That's right there. To those who love God. So, I must look at my life and say, do I meet that condition? So, do we truly love God according to scripture? But what does Jesus says about loving God? Jesus said in Matthew 22, verse 37 through 39, If you shall love, Jesus says to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, and then he said to John, If you love me, you obey me. So, with that being said, I can meet the criteria by loving God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind, and loving my neighbor as I love myself. So I can believe then all things are going to work together for my good. Because I choose to love God with everything in me, and I choose by the grace of God, by his strength, to obey him. So with that being said, so every event, every situation must work out for my good. So I must stay in love with God, and it leaves me with one attitude to adopt, and that's optimism. To be a Christian and to be pessimistic is negative. That's not a good witness, especially when we have the promise. Because Titus 1 and 2 says, in the hope of eternal life, God cannot lie. And number 23 says, God is not a man that he should lie. So when I'm learning about faith and, and know that faith is the substance or the underlying reality it is the basis, so faith is the only solid basis for hope. So I believe in Romans 8.28. So not to believe this, then our hope has no solid basis in Scripture. And since we choose to believe, then our hope have a solid basis. Because you got to remember, there's two forms of hope that I want to uh, make mention here. One form of hope is within the mind alone. The world says, keep hope alive. The, the one of the mind alone can cause you over time to be disappointed. But the other is based on the biblical faith within the heart. And the source is God. See, Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that good news? The God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. It got so good to me, I just had to read it all over again. See, the difference between faith and hope is faith is in the heart, while hope is in the mind. Faith is in the present, while hope is in the future. Faith is something I have now. Faith is something that I have the very present moment. Faith is in the present tense. 
Jesus said it like this in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things that you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them now and you will have them in the future. Believe that you receive when now and you will have them when in your future. You know, faith is not saying that God is going to bless me. I'm going to be healed. I am going to be delivered. Faith says, because faith is in the present, in the present, I am healed. I am blessed. I am delivered. See, the enemy like to put in our minds that what we obtain, what we desire to receive from God, that we're not going to receive today, but always tomorrow. And so often we do not come into obtaining what God promises because we are willing to accept the devil's tomorrow. We have hope, but not faith. We always say, God's going to bless me. I'm going to do this, do this, that, and third in the future. Instead of saying, you know, like, like, like the word of God teaches, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Calling those things that be not as though they were. See, God wants to bless you now. So remember what God spoke to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. See, when Moses had this conversation with God, the Bible says, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? See, this is when God's raising up Moses. And God's going to use Moses to go to Pharaoh to lead his people out of Egypt. So Moses having this conversation to God say, you know, the people are going to ask, who's, who's leading me? Who's talking to me? Who, who's telling me to do this? And God said to Moses in verse 14, get this, I am who I am. And he said, thus you should say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Notice he said, I will be or I may be, but I am. God is a present God. So when we look at it again in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says, Therefore I say to you, what things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them when present and you will have them in your future. Faith is in the present and hope is in the future. Ask and receive now in your present. And you should have them in your future. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith to receive is in the present. So, therefore, you got to use your faith in the present, connect it with your hope, and expect manifestation. The Bible says in Psalm 31, verse 24, Be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you that hope in the Lord. Psalm 33, 18 says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. So I'm going to encourage you today, release your faith in the God of hope. Receive the joy and peace and abounding hope, not in your own strength, but in the strength that God has provided for you. I believe God wants to turn your hopeless situations around, and I believe God wants to work all things out for your good. God bless you.